It's November, and we are all starting to look for ideas for holiday gifts. Well, I've decided that my two November episodes are going to provide you, my listeners, with some wonderful story gift ideas. Go figure, right? Love your story. Well, each episode will be a discussion with an author about a storybook that may be just the thing you need. You'll have to listen in and see. Each week will be a very different type of book. But this week, I'm going to start out with a quote from Maya Angelou. She said, quote, If you are always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be, unquote. Maya's words of wisdom start out this episode perfectly because today you get to hear a story about a spider named Rex who had six legs instead of eight. It's read by the author Jeff Olson. This new book is a reminder that being yourself put something wonderful into the world that wasn't there before. So stay tuned for a little story time and a way to get a free digital copy for yourself or someone on your gift list. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Jeff Olson, that's with one F, is a self-described introvert, but one who is always happy after attending a large gathering. He says he lived a very happy and stress-free youth because when something was too difficult, he simply did not do it. He avoided the hard stuff. He's a lover of history, and he got his BA in history from the University of Utah and then realized he needed actual money to pay the bills. So he went to law school and he tackled the hard stuff head on. Currently, he works as the senior in-house legal counsel for a vehicle service contract company, and he is married to a superhuman wife. He's the father of six children that he travels the world with, and he loves to be in their company. Jeff wrote this book, but he feels like he wrote it down as the ideas came to him rather than made it up. Jeff says, quote, I like the idea of acceptance and appreciation. It costs nothing to be kind, unquote. Jeff, welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Thank you, Lori. It's so good to be with you, and thank you for having me here. Absolutely. So you wrote the book, and your daughter is illustrating it. I love the message because I love the different things each person in my life brings to the table, right? I, I love the color, the, the neat and exciting things that I don't have that other people bring. So the message was fabulous, and I won't spoil the story anymore, but tell me a little bit about your daughter bringing her special skills, her artistic skills, and you bringing your writing skills and how this makes a, a better whole. Tell me about that. Sure. And yeah, let me start by just jumping on what you said a minute ago. You know, Everybody knows something that you don't. And uh, that's a quote, I think, from Bill Nye, the science guy, (laughs) but everybody has something to offer. And so uh, for this book, I go back to 20, a little over 20 years ago. I'm a new father and I am having my first son and I'm having the angst that I think a lot of parents 
have when you're having a child, can I take care of this child? And then also the hopes and dreams that you want this child to be, you know, so many different things. And um, as uh, I think a lot of fathers do this and mothers as well, but when you have little children, you they want a bedtime story and you tell them bedtime stories. And I had shared a lot of different stories. I have stories that uh, I've made up and they really have loved. I've got, uh, I have a story that, a whole running story that I did with my kids about a little hippo and um, a, a, a kangaroo and a monkey. <laughs> and, uh, and this, but, you know, and those I would just come up with, uh, and uh, one day I was listening to a, an interview with a, a, an author who had written a fairly famous book. And he said that, that the idea to the book, more it came to him more, rather than him creating it. And I remember thinking, wow, what a wonderful experience. I, I wonder if I'll ever have an experience like that. And that's actually the experience with this book where um, when my son was a couple of years old, um, I felt like I had this idea come to me and I wrote it down more than um, I wrote the book. So that's kind of the genesis of this book, Six in Spider Jungle. Um, but I never actually uh, you know, published it. And so uh, today will be the first time that uh, you know, I'll be sharing it publicly. And uh, I'm excited about that. Well, we are honored that we are the first place for you to make your public debut. And I'm glad you mentioned the title. I just realized I hadn't even shared the title yet. Six and Spider Jungle. Yes, yes. six. Yes, that's right. Uh, six and Spider Jungle. And six is the name of the uh, main character. And he lives in a place called Spider Jungle. Um, when, uh, when my second child, my daughter, Catherine, she now goes by Kate, uh, when she was in uh, uh, kindergarten, she, I, she would come home with drawings and I was so impressed that they were done so well. And I thought, wow, she's already a better artist than I am. Um, and she's in kindergarten and she's gone on to win many different awards and has, you know, taken, you know, in high school, she did the AP art and did well on that. And she's now a student at, in the univer uh, university at Brigham Young and she was just accepted into their illustration program. And so this summer we tackled down and I said, well, we've got to get this done. And so she's now doing the illustrations and, uh, and uh, we hope to have those completed soon. They're not completed yet, but we do have some of them done. And uh, I think they look beautiful uh, showing pictures of uh, six in Spider Jungle. You know, that's super exciting and just accentuates the whole point of those skills that everybody having a variety of skills and talents yeah. and knowledge and, you know, Kate having her own. I've watched the posts of her art over the years and she is extremely talented and how wonderful for her to have a, well, to be further developing the talent, but also to have this project in conjunction with her dad to create this fun, this fun thing. Oh, that's great. I, I agree. I, I can't wait to, to share it. And uh, oh, yeah, and I just you know, thought of this too. A couple of about a month and a half ago, she was approached by someone and they paid her to create some dragonfly illustrations mm -hmm. for a thesis that they were doing. Um, and she came up with phenomenal ideas showing how a dragonfly can actually see in almost 360 degrees but not quite, but, and the, the array of colors. And I was looking at that and that's really what spurred me again saying, that it is time for this book <laughs> to be shared. If she can do a dragonfly, she can do a uh, spider. 
<laughs> Wonderful. Well, so tell me about write, what writing the book was like. It sounds like you came up with the idea 20 years ago. So why all of a sudden put it down now? Yes. Yeah, so I did actually uh, draft, made a draft of it about 20 years ago, shared it with a few friends and they loved it. But I never went the next step to try to actually you know, publish it. And then about five years ago, I tackled it again. And I thought, I've got to send this out to some publishers. And as anyone who's ever written a book knows, uh, you get a lot more rejections than you do acceptance. Yes, so true. And so I sent it to three publishers. Two of them rejected it after about a month and said, thank you. Uh, the third one said that they would publish it. But as I got into it, it's, it was more that it was, I, I could do that on my own. It was pretty much I was paying for the entire thing to be published. Mm. And, uh, and I thought, well, I can just do that on my own. But then it sat on the back burner. Uh, as anyone, any parent knows, or just even, uh, uh, you know, that you have children and life has a way of uh, filling your time with a lot of wonderful things. And so, uh, you know, I'm working and uh, doing other activities. And so this was always something on the back burner. Uh, but I, I hope that actually by waiting, uh, especially with the illustrations that uh, uh, that my daughter will be doing now, um, that uh, it's the, now the time is right. Will they be done by Christmas? Yes, they will. Perfect. Okay, so are you ready to read us the story? I am. Wonderful. Okay, everybody settle in, get your cup of hot cocoa, enjoy a story. Go ahead, Jeff. Thank you. Six in Spider Jungle, written by Jeff Olson, illustrations by Kate Olson. On a warm spring day in Spider Jungle, a little spider was born. He looked different from all of the other spiders. Instead of eight legs, he was only born with six legs. His mother named him Rex, but the other spiders quickly nicknamed him Six and the name stuck. As Six grew, he had a hard time doing what other spiders did. One difficult task was spinning a web. Six would try hard, but he would get tangled up in his own web. Instead of helping Six, the other spiders would laugh at him. Finally, after many days of practice, Six could spin a web that looked almost as nice as the other webs, even if it took him just a little bit longer. But one hard task for Six was hanging upside down. No matter how hard he tried, Six would lose his grip and fall. Instead of helping Six, the other spiders would laugh at him. Six loved his home in Spider Jungle, but the other spiders made Six sad. One day, they were so mean to Six. They teased him for a long time and told him to leave. You are still different, they said. Go find someone more like you. So, six left the cluster of spiders in Spider Jungle. After traveling a long way, six met a group of grasshoppers. He counted their legs. One, two, three, four, five, six. They had six legs, just like he did. Six asked if he could join their group. No, they replied. You may have six legs, but you can't jump. No one in Spider Jungle had ever tried jumping. Six tried to jump, but his legs were not as strong as the grasshoppers. Sorry, said the grasshoppers, but you cannot join us. So Six left. He studied the grasshoppers and practiced hard. 
Six would curve and bend all of his legs at the same time and spring as high as possible. After many days of practice, he could jump almost as far as the grasshoppers. But the grasshoppers would still not let him join. You are still different, they said. Go find someone more like you. So Six left the cloud of grasshoppers. After traveling a long way, Six met a group of ladybugs. He counted their legs. One, two, three, four, five, six. They had six legs just like he did. He noticed they never jumped. Six asked if he could join them. No, you may have six legs, but you can't fly. No one in Spider Jungle had ever tried flying. Six tried to fly, but he had no wings like the ladybugs. Sorry, said the ladybugs, but you cannot join us. So Six left. He studied the ladybugs and practiced hard. Six would spin a web and make a cell, which would be caught up by the wind. After many days of practice, he could fly almost as well as the ladybugs. But the ladybugs would still not let him join. You are still different, they said. Go find someone more like you. So Six left the loveliness of ladybugs. After traveling a long way, Six met a group of ants. He counted their legs. One, two, three, four, five, six. They had six legs just like he did. He noticed that they never jumped and that they did not fly. Six asked if he could join them. No, you may have six legs and not fly, but you don't know teamwork. No one in Spider Jungle had ever worked together like a team. Six tried to work together with the ants, but he was too big and he stepped on them. Sorry, said the ants, but you cannot join us. So Six left. He studied the ants and practiced hard. From a distance, Six would watch the ants work together until he learned how they worked together as a team. Six showed them he could work almost as well as the ants, but the ants would still not let him join. You are still different, they said. Go find someone more like you. So Six left the colony of ants. Six was very sad. He was different from everyone else. Six found a log, sat down, and started to cry. Soon, Six heard some loud noises. It was coming from Spider Jungle. Six was far away, but he could see a bird attacking the spiders. Six studied the bird and got to Spider Jungle as fast as he could. Every day that bird comes to Spider Jungle and attacks us, yelled one spider. What can we do? asked another. No one knew. I know what to do, declared Six. All of the other spiders turned around, surprised to see Six. I can show you all how to jump away from that bird. It's called a wren. Most of the spiders did not want to listen to Six, but no one else had any ideas. So they all watched Six jump. Soon, every spider in Spider Jungle was jumping. The next day when the wren appeared, the spiders were able to jump out of the way when it attacked with its beak. Soon the wren gave up and flew away in search of easier food. It was never seen again. The spiders were happy the wren was gone. Everyone cheered for Six. But there were more problems. The next day, there was a fire, and it was headed straight towards Spider Jungle. 
The fire soon surrounded spider jungle. The spiders could not run and they could not jump over the flames because they were too high. What can we do? Yelled the spiders. I know what to do, declared Six. All of the other spiders turned around, happy to see Six. I can teach you all how to fly away from the fire. The spiders watched Six spin a sail out of spider silk. Soon every spider in spider jungle was spinning a sail made out of spider silk. The spiders lifted their silk sails, which caught the wind, and they all safely escaped from the blaze. The spiders were happy. They all survived the fire. Everyone cheered for six. But there were more problems. The next day, the spiders returned to spider jungle, but it was destroyed by the fire. The spiders were sad because they had lost their homes. What can we do, they asked. I know, said Six. All of the other spiders turned around, relieved to see Six. Six told them to stop being sad. I can teach you all how to work together as a team to fix your homes. The spiders all listened to Six. He taught them how to work together to rebuild Spider Jungle. Soon, every spider in Spider Jungle was working together as a team. And in no time at all, they had rebuilt their homes. Of course, all of the homes were built so that the spiders could hang upside down. The spiders agreed that their new home looked even better than their old home. Everyone cheered for Six. Thank you for cheering, said Six. And then he started to leave. Wait, cried all the other spiders. Will you please stay with us? I would love to, replied Six, but I am different. I need to search for someone like me. Yes, you are different, said all the spiders. And that is what saved us. From now on, we hope we can be more like you. We're sorry for telling you to leave Spider Jungle, said the spiders. But all of the homes are built so you can hang upside down. And I am unable to hang upside down, said Six. Well, said the spiders, after you went to bed last night, we all worked together as a team and built the best home in Spider Jungle just for you. It was a great home built right side up so that Six would not need to hang upside down. Plus, it had a big welcome mat that read, Welcome to Rex's house. It was different than all of the other homes, and that was perfectly fine by everyone. Rex looked at his new house and his spider friends and thought, It's good to be home in Spider Jungle. for that wonderful reading oh thank you for letting me read that that's actually the first time i've read it out loud and that was really a great experience for me too you're a natural no thank you well can you tell listeners how they can get their own copy of this story to share with their kids sure and uh if anyone's interested they can email me my i'll give you my um my personal email and uh, i'll send them a digital copy with the illustrations to date and uh, even some concept art, uh, and my email is jeff underscore Olson at hotmail.com, but uh, remember, I spell my name with just one F, J-E-F underscore O-L-S-E-N at hotmail.com. 
Okay. And so like I mentioned before, we this episode will be airing in November. So by then, hopefully you'll have your illustrations together. And Correct. just as, as we've discussed, just to be clear, you're giving these copies away for free? Or are you going to print Correct. it out where people can buy um, a copy they can hold in their hands? What's the plan? Right. So a digital copy will be absolutely free, no cost. Uh, you know, we, I would want people to use it for their own private use, right? But, um, but I will send them a copy of it for free. The idea and hope and plan is to also make a, um, a physical copies, right, in book form. Those would obviously have a cost because uh, it's going to cost us money to produce them. Sure. But uh, it'll just be cost, um, whatever it, whatever it costs us to to make them so that that's the plan that's uh, very right generous there. of you yeah yeah so in the show notes i will have his email address if you if you want to go to loveyourstorypodcast.com and the notes under this show will have that and any links as he gets this finished up to where you could purchase those books yes, thank you yeah and if we have a minute i just want to talk a little bit about kind of the the, the overarching theme which i don't think is all that difficult but I would like to share just a couple of thoughts about the book. Absolutely. Um, number one, uh, as you mentioned, my first best friend was named Rex. And he, uh, so when the story came to me, he was the, uh, the idea that popped into my head. And uh, I, I hope everybody has an opportunity to have a best friend growing up uh, where, it, you know, neither one of us was perfect, but we were perfect for each other. And, um, we shared all kinds of fun uh, games and activities from riding bikes to playing in the garden to playing um, card games and collecting Star Wars cards and all of those, you know, fun things. And so he was the first person uh, that I thought of, uh, you know, that came into my mind was Rex, you know, this is and he he was a great friend. Um, and uh, and next, just talk, this book is um, I feel like the overarching theme is one of kindness and kindness that leads to service without desiring you know, uh, mm. any kind of recompense. And um, I thought as a father, you know, when I first had my children, um, when they were young, I wanted them to be everything. You know, I wanted them to be the, the best player on the soccer team, to be the smartest person in class, uh, maybe to be valedictorian, uh, to be the, you know, captain of industry, you know, to be all of these wonderful things, a, a renaissance person. And um, I remember going to a game, a soccer game when my son was like five years old, his first soccer game. And it quickly turned to, I just hope he's not the worst player on the team that everyone else says, <laughs> oh, you know, the guy that, you know, his position on the field is left out, you know, that he's just always somewhere. And, um, and for my, my first son, you know, I, I feel like I kind of rode him a, a little bit, uh, you know, wanting him to be the, you know, somebody who is, um, you know, all of these wonderful things. And I will say to a large extent, he did become all those things. You know, he became, um, you know, he graduated with a 4.0. Um, he was a letterman in sports. He was, um, got a, a full ride scholarship to uh, a university and he was a student body president and all of these things. And yet, the thing that has impressed me the most about him is an experience a year after he left high school. Um, my other daughter, Kate, who happens to be the Kate that is writing, uh, drawing the illustrations, she went to school and the teacher in this class said, does anybody know someone who is so kind to everyone? And uh, 
there was a pause. And after a while, somebody said, oh, Jeff Olson. And that's the name of my son. And everyone in the class agreed. And they didn't know that my daughter, Kate, was the sister of Jeff Olson. So she was able to relay that story. And I will say that, you know, I love my son for who he is. And I love who he is. But that moment was the most impressed I had ever been about my son, that he somebody that other people thought was kind. And um, it reminded me of a thought from a man called named, named David O. McKay, who said, I will tell you the most important secret of human life. The most critical need of the human soul is to be kind. And that's something that I believe and I try to instill in my children and, and try to live that way myself. Thank you for sharing those personal stories. And how wonderful. What a proud moment as a father. Absolutely. And I can verify that your son is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> You're very kind. We were looking through photo albums. Um, so my sons, um, I have a son who is his son's age, and they yep. grew up a bit together and played soccer together when they were younger, and we were looking through photo albums. Um, and you know I call him Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yes. He is, he is kind of big now. Yes. <laughs> So we were looking through photo albums on a birthday and there was a picture of Jeff there and the kids pointed out, Hey, there's Jeff. Um, it was fun to see his little pictures, but he has grown into a, a lovely man and someone you could be so proud of. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here today. I so appreciate um, your talents and your willingness to share them and the the graciousness and unselfishness of providing this wonderful story and making it available for free to people. Um, thanks, Jeff, for your time. You're very welcome, and uh, the feeling is mutual, and I, I appreciate your wonderful work in bringing this story and so many others to life and sharing uh, your passion and your talents with the rest of the world as well. Mm, thank you. Angelina Jolie shared a peek into her childhood. She said, quote, I want to say that when I was little, I was like Maleficent. I was told that I was different and I felt out of place. I felt too loud and too full of life and never good at sitting still and never good at fitting in. And then one day I realized something, something I hope you all realize. Different is good. When someone tells you that you are different, smile and hold your head up and be proud, unquote. The best stories are created with interesting characters. Yes, be who you are and be good at it. Nobody else can be you, and really, you can't be anybody else. So embrace your beautiful uniqueness. Love your own colors and share them. To love your story, you cannot dislike your main character cannot dislike yourself and love your story and loving your story is crucial to living the life you want to live as we sign off today i want to ask you to please hop on itunes and leave a review for the podcast if you'll do this then email me your address and i'll send you a love your story podcast sticker thank you for being all the wonderful that you are and i'll see you in two weeks on the next episode when we look at a book that is more in the adult category and it's a bit about life after death. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>